Hello, 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 and welcome to another of my podcast episodes. You are now tuned in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. I am Alfreda, your host, here to bring you the most of What Did God Say Ministry? Today, 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 oh my, oh my, oh my. You know, this morning when I rose, I didn't have no doubt that God would take care of me and that God would provide for me and that God would lead and guide me all the way. You know, sometime I I lay before the Lord and I ponder many things in my heart. And among those things, It's the desire to continue to intercede, intercede on behalf of the body of Christ, to pray for myself, my family, my brothers, and my sisters, oh my, oh my, and to pray against evil that is plaguing our land. I want to say today, this is a, this is a, this is a prevalent need topic But it's a very touchy subject. Oh my. It's touchy because a lot of times we as a people have been conformed more to the cares of this world than the cares of God. How many of you know that the whole Bible technically written consists of 80 chapters? However, there's generally 66 chapters in the book is considered the Holy Bible. Now, I want to talk to my Christian brothers and my sisters. Those of us who declare that we are children of the almighty and omnipotent God. And those who like to make these posts on Facebook and Twitter and Messenger about the God that you declare you serve. And that when you go to the church to fellowship as a Christian believer, then that only lets me know that you have acknowledged the God that I know from the Bible. Now, the reason I I need to give a little backdrop about the Bible is because we have evolved to a place once Jesus came on the scene. That we, many Christians, and I'm going to say many Christians because not me when I say we. I've always taken the whole Bible. I didn't have the knowledge of all 80 books, but I still took the whole Bible that I knew. From Genesis to Revelation. And then until I was enlightened past the 66 books, I took the whole scroll. But I discovered on my journey through this world that oftentimes... Many people who declare that they are believers like to pick and choose what they like to believe from the whole Holy Bible. Oh my God, I might not get many witnesses on that. But I believe that the name is self-structure from the Holy Bible. Mean holy means set apart, cleansed, purged, washed. Being different, a person that the Bible describes as we are 
in the world, but we are not of the world. And what makes the Bible holy is because it was orchestrated by the word of God, by the power of God, by the instructions of God, and definitely, again, by the word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And that's in St. John's, the first chapter. If all things were made by him. And in the beginning was the word, people. I come to appeal to the people who truly, who truly, and I got to say this again, who truly say, if you say that you are a Christian, if you are Christ-like, you are truly a believer of the whole Bible. I've had some people tell me, you know, pastors have quoted even to them, people in leadership position, how that some of that old stuff don't apply because Jesus came on the scene and and so it doesn't matter anymore. But I am here to say that God's words from Genesis to Revelation and those that fit between Before Matthew, which is considered the New Testament, there were some books between Matthew and the last book of the uh, Old Testament, I want to say was Malachi, but uh, let me just be sure, because see, I know sometimes people like to, to pick you apart for something that you may have misquoted, mispronounced, and, and they can know what it means. You know, they can know what it means. I used to be tickled a lot of times, just Malachi. So from between Malachi and the New Testament, technically people said they were the lost books. But they were never lost. Because if they were lost, then they would not be able to to be resurfaced without somebody finding them. But nobody didn't find them because they were never lost. They were just not inserted. And that's a big difference when you omit to do something. Doesn't mean it's lost. It just means you omitted to do it. You know how some people do when they they um when they camouflage the truth. It, then, then they can say now they can admit, okay, I didn't lie, I just didn't volunteer all the information. So that's pretty much the way they didn't volunteer to include all the books of the Bible. And that's a whole nother topic of deep theologian study. When you start studying the compiling and the first person that ever wrote a written Bible. But today I want to stay on topic because you know sometimes I can stray away. So I ask the Holy Spirit to draw me back. I want to appeal to some, some, some minds this morning about being very clear of God's word. All of God's word. All of God's words are very important. Now, even Jesus himself said, because the people was always critiquing him and questioning him about referring to the Old Testament. Even Jesus gave reference to the Old Testament. He quoted in several several passages in the New Testament things that were written in the Old Testament. And he and he he appealed to their mentality to say, is it not written? Oh my God. 
See, Jesus even referred back to things written in the Old Testament. So with Jesus, this man who knew no sin, who did miraculous deeds, if he made reference to know the significance and importance, then why is it that we as a modern day people want to believe that the whole Bible is not significant and important? You know, it behooves me when people split themselves in hypocritical stands and they want to preach to you about Noah in the ark, about the prodigal son, about Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, they don't too much like to preach on that. And, or, or they like to preach about Adam and Eve and, you know, the historical highlights, you know, Daniel and, and the lion's den. They'll preach these messages to pull out a point. Oh, my God. But at the same time, it's like a fountain bringing forth building sweet water. They'll share with somebody else. Well, you know, that don't matter because that was back then. This is now. You know, since Jesus came, you know, things change. But see, I want to quote a scripture that Jesus said. Well, that Paul wrote. Let me put, let me correct myself. That Paul wrote in his quote. He said that we should, we continue in sin that grace may abound. Now see, and the scripture went on to say, that's Romans 6, 1 through 2. God forbid. And see, Jesus said, now this, now I'm finna quote what Jesus said. He said, I didn't come to abolish the law. Mm. See, I didn't come to get rid of the Old Testament. I came to fulfill it. That's because in the book of Isaiah, he had already written prophetically about the coming of Christ. So Jesus was trying to enlighten these people. Now that I've showed up, it's not a mystery that I was coming because my presence was prophesied in the Old Testament. See, I didn't come for you to get rid of all that that you knew. But I came to show you the prophetic word of God is true. Because even when it was written back then. Excuse me, about me. Coming. Now that I'm here. I'm fulfilling what was written and what you need to know. See, but we miss these points because in this modern day time, we came to a place of grace with God. See, God's grace became sufficient for our lives. And so because grace abound, we as a people began to feel that, okay, well, it's okay to do whatever I choose to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it, and say how I want to act and act how I want to act. And I know what the word of God say. I go in the church house and I hear the word of God. Some of them even bring forth the word of God. But I know grace is sufficient. See, a lot of times people want to ride off of God's grace and love. You know, and that's when I tend to say that's when people want to pimp God for what they know that he is able to give them and bless their lives. But at the same time, they don't want to obey his word and walk in the admiration of it. What you think that means? 
Okay, God, I hear your Ten Commandments. I know what they say do. I know the works of the flesh. I know the fruits of the spirit. But okay, but I, and I can do all of that stuff because of your grace and mercy. I've been doing it for years. I've been doing it since I was knee high to a duck. And you constantly forgiven me. You constantly blessed me. You constantly made ways out of no way. So why should I stop now? I know you won't going to continue to do this because I, I, I got this understanding as a Christian. You are a loving God. But see, you might have missed this understanding. He's a jealous God as well. And because of the sins of men, the Bible said that he will visit the iniquity of those sins from generation to generation, to the third and fourth generation. So that's our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, our great-great-great-grandchildren. Do we really want these evil and wicked devices to fall upon them? We know that God released in the atmosphere of the satanic movements. But God can shield us from our enemies. See, we don't mind digging into the book of Psalms and praying these prayers, and they came from the Old Testament. We don't mind digging into Proverbs and trying to get a get a knowledgeable understanding. But oh my God, when it comes to the acts and conduct of our sins. We just ride on forgiveness and love and grace and mercy and forgiveness. You know, we just feel God going to forgive us no matter what sins we do. And it's his choice and he very well may. But how many times, my question, and how long, how long, how long? Let me quote another scripture for you. It says, God does not strive with man always. There comes a point in time, God will lose his patience with the sin and iniquity. Now, I'm not just telling you what I feel. I'm telling you what's in the Bible. But I know this is the part of the Bible you know a lot of people, they don't like to embrace. Because they don't want to make that committed change. Not for people, but for God. The same God who gives us breath and who gives us life. The same God who make ways out of no way. The same God who meets our provisional needs. But we feel that, you know, we've been taught these good feel sermons about prosperity. About this purpose that we have in this life. But no matter how many purposes and plans we may devise. Oh, my God. But one thing that's a surety for God. He says in his word, obedience is better than sacrifice. So we can make all these sacrifices in our planning. For all these divine purposes that we we, we feel that becomes a part of us. Because we tap into our talents. Or we tap into our gifts. And we tap into our callings and our, our anointings that rest upon our lives. But are you being obedient? See, the Bible says gifts come without repentance. See, we carry our gifts 
before we was formed in our mother's womb. That's when God said he knew us. See, he knew us before our mama met our daddy. That's why sometimes I get real perplexed with people I know that know me and profess they love me. And truly, I love them because I love them from my heart. I love them from my heart, not from every word, action, and deed. See, that's the love of God. That when you love somebody, see, you don't want them to suffer. You don't want them to to, to, to miss heaven and go to hell. See, that's the greatest love we can give somebody is the truth. The truth that will cover their soul and spirit because that's the part of that person's life that is eternal. See, this flesh and blood is not eternal. It's the spirit man that carries the eternal life. Oh, I hope somebody got that. So if your spirit man carries eternal life, then the greatest love I can give you is to your spirit. See, if you're looking for love to come through a hug or kiss in your bank account to help somebody, or to pick you up and keep carrying you. See, you got life confused because it is Jesus that carried us. See, that's why God sent his only begotten son that we might be saved through the name of Jesus Christ, through the shedding of his blood. So when you're looking for people to carry you, the only thing that carried a weight in this world is manufactured like dump trucks. Don't look for people to be your dump truck. Look for Jesus to carry you. And when we connect with people, we connect with people when we get on a true Christian level. We connect with people as Christians. That's why Jesus said, who is my father and my mother, my brother and my sister? See, I had to learn that. What did that mean? Because for so long, I was caught and locked in the pain and the damage from my past. And that's why now I advocate for God the way I do. Because it is God, it is God, it is God who delivered me from the pain that was locked into my body. That pain from the past is self-destructive. That's that self-destructive pain. And when you got pain within yourself... Oh, my God. You can have a thousand people to come by and give you an enlightening word and it'll still be stuck there. You can be on the phone with somebody all day, every day, but it'll still be stuck there. Because if you don't let God deliver you from the pain that you feel you didn't receive a love from your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, your best friend, and whoever else. You running around this world thinking supposed to show you that they love you by what deeds that they do for you. Oh my God, you missed them. You missed it. You missed the message of Jesus even coming to this earth. And I ran around here with blinders on my eyes. Yes, I did. And I was thinking that it was people who needed to impart a love and affection in me in order for me to feel whole. Mm. Oh, I hope somebody got that. Until God showed me it would take him in my life to be made whole. Oh, my God. It is God. It is God. It is God who made me whole.
Not my mother, not my daddy, not my sisters, not my brothers, not my auntie, my uncle, my cousin, and my best friend. I had to grab a hold to God's unchanging hand. And I had to take his yoke and learn of him. And that's when things in my heart became easier. See, they weren't heavy no more. They became light. See, the things that I thought was hard troubles, they became easy. And the things that I thought was burdens, they became light. Because, see, then I realized who my true family was. And I went so caught up on the bloodline. Don't get me wrong. The bloodline is symbolic. Even in the Bible, the bloodline is very symbolic. But that's when we continue to walk in the carnality of our thinking. But once we become adopted into a royal family, okay, I hope y'all hear this now. A royal family of priesthood, then our family bloodline changes. And from the natural and the cardinal blood to the spiritual blood, which is the blood of Christ Jesus. Now, we talk about pleading the blood and the blood covering us. See, that's the blood that become our new bloodline. That's why the Bible said we are no longer the old man. We put away the old man and we become new creatures. Now I'm not trying to get people to fall out with their natural bloodline. But what I am trying to encourage somebody to understand this. Don't be so caught up if your natural bloodline don't give you or show you a love and a, re- and a, and a respect in your perspective position. See, the purpose of the natural bloodline, let me, let, me, let, me, let me just share this. It was designed in a spiritual way because we know God created in the beginning Adam and Eve and they were parents and they had two children, Cain and Abel, and Cain slew Abel. And then they had another child called Seth and then Seth and then they had, then Enoch came, you know, which was Noah's grandson. All these names in the Bible is is symbolic, although they are naturally, they're symbolically designed to tie you in to the spiritual body of Christ. Oh, I hope somebody got that. See, to understand there is a lineage and what the natural bloodline did, it taught people how to respect those in authority and rule over them. Oh my God. I know somebody may not want to grasp that. See, it was important to know who covered you, who led you, who fed you. See, we had a little old school saying, it used to say, you know, don't never forget what side your bread and butter burn on. Mm. That was the hand that fed you. That was the hand that rocked you. That was the hand that covered you naturally. No matter what it looked like, you were supposed to never lose loyalty, dedication, and love to that person. See, I'm real old school when it comes to the hand that rocked the cradle. I give my grandma her props. See, sometimes it may make somebody feel some type of way. But I believe anybody who know somebody raised somebody in the right way, they all ought to give her props. Because there's one less person in the world that's a hatred, a murderer, 
a revengeful person, an evil person, who shouldn't admire and compliment and lift up anybody who raised a child to be a model citizen. See, we keep missing the mark, people. We want to split hairs in this natural bloodline because we feel a homage. Yes, the Bible said, honor your mother and your father. The Bible also says, provoke not your children to anger. Well, how often do we really honor that? But the thing about honoring your mother and your father, see, that stuff comes from your heart. That's the part about your heart, what really lets people know your love. See, to honor your mother and your father is to only grant them a love of respect. See, it don't mean you got to hang out and go shopping with them and go out to eat. Now, if that's you got that kind of relationship and that's what you choose to do, that's even that's additional beauty. But some people know how to love from their heart. Because some people can go out and eat dinner and shop with their parents. And then they can talk to them any kind of way. They can curse them out when they get ready. They can get them they behind the kiss when they get ready. They can block them and delete them and all kind of other old jacked up stuff. That is not love. Let me help somebody to understand when God words say he looks at the heart. See, nobody could say anything negative about my grandmother. I don't care who it was. It could have been one of her own children that she birthed. They couldn't bring it to me. Those were her seeds that she carried in her womb. But they couldn't come to me. And she didn't carry me in her womb. But she covered me from her womb. Her womb of the Spirit of God that rested upon her life. She covered me, and that's what mattered to me. She covered me with prayers. She covered me when my belly was hungry and she fed me. She clothed me that I would not be naked. She imparted golden nuggets inside of me that still resonate in my spirit today, even after she'd been gone since the 70s, since 1977. But her words still dwell and resonate in me. See, that's the love. I can't tell you how many times she kissed me. I don't even remember because I don't believe back then they were doing that. I can't tell you. I know she hugged me. And it been, it wasn't because she said, come here, Alfreda, let me give you a hug. Oh, baby, I love you. See, that's how we get this thing twisted. Sometimes we think when people embrace us with hugs and kisses, that means they love us. But let me tell you something. Let me enlighten you. Judas kissed Jesus. But he still was disloyal to him. Everybody that hug and kiss you don't mean they're going to be loyal to you. See, loyalty comes from a heart of a person. That's when you really know this person really loved me. Because no matter what, they remain loyal. No matter what, they got me. They going to cover me. Even if they don't deal with me, I believe. See, even though God said we, we you know, we, 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 we say that we love him, but we, we don't love our brothers and sisters who we see among us because we don't cover them people. 
Oftentimes, people don't pray for folks to cover them and say, okay, God, I'm going to pray for them. Keep them covered. Keep them safe. Keep them protected. They don't even have to talk to me, but I'm going to pray for them. See, that's the loyalty of love. And that's why I talk about my grandmother. Because I knew she showed me and taught me love came from the heart. Not from hugs and kisses. It didn't mean that she hated me because she whooped me. She gave me a rod of correction for a purpose to correct me. To correct me from going down the wrong pathway. And let me tell you. For every chastisement, I thank her. For everything she did for me, I thank her. Because it helped make me a better person and a better citizen. And it most importantly helped me know God. Now once I got to know God, because she showed me her God. Her God didn't give her a mansion. Her God didn't give her a Maserati to drive. And I and I often said, as powerful as the God was in her, wonder why she didn't ask him for that stuff. But see, I later came to learn that some people, they don't need all that. They just want to live a quiet and peaceful life with their God and with man. Mm. So my grandmother moved in a grace. And I saw her at peace with everything. She sat in a peace. Now, whether she had peace within, I can't say. But I know she showed peace from the outside. I never seen her get angry. I never seen her get upset. I'm not saying she never did it. I'm just telling you what my eyes didn't see. See, when she lived and walked in the grace of God, I didn't see her running and chasing people. You know, all her children would come to her. And I know she chastised them in in, in some way because I, I seen that. I know she chastised me. I'm talking about physically. She chastised the other children that grew up in the house with me. But that did not mean she did not love us. Because she taught us the foundation, which is to love God. She taught us to pray. She taught us to study God's word. I mean, I mean, I didn't care where we wanted to go. It was very important that before we went in there on the weekend, we had to study that Sunday school lesson. Must say we had a whole week to know from one week to the next. So when Saturday night came or Saturday evening and we asked to go somewhere, you know, this when we got up some age. But when we was younger, she used to still remind us on Saturday. She said, you know, before I was able to go out and about at night, she would say, did you study your Sunday school lesson? It was like it was like a, 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 a she would hit a record, a, a rewind and record a, a, a phrase. Did you study your Sunday school lesson? She would ask us that on. I remember, I remember her asking me that every Saturday. See, she instilled in me how important it was to study, not just read my Bible, but to study the lesson. Hmm. See, that's a twofold thing. I hope somebody got that. When you study the lesson, 
the lesson of your life and the lesson of God's word to parallel with your life. I just want to appeal to a few people this morning about saying what we are children of God, but we really don't know God. We want to put everything else more in the place to substitute studying and studying our time with God. What's your lesson? Do you even know your lesson? So many people ready to jump in the pulpit and they don't even know that they still in the pit. So how can you pull people from the pit if you still down in the pit? Oh, I hope somebody got that. How can you lead people when you still sitting in a position unlearned? Have you taken the yoke of God and learned of him? I'm going to put this podcast to a pen right here. What I initially came on to talk about, but I wanted to give a little backdrop because I needed to, because the the, 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 the design purpose of, of, of initially coming on was to talk about abomination. And see, I know in America, we split hairs on this abomination. You know, a lot of time people believe and they, they've gathered the mindset that abomination was only written for homosexuality. But I was coming this morning to enlighten you on some other abominations that are written in the Bible. And the reason I want to keep coming to certain topics because we keep living in a society where people say they don't judge nobody. But they want to judge homosexuals, and now I'm not promoting it, but I got some other scriptures that talk about abominations. It's it's other people that you lay down and have sex with, okay? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's not just when a person lays with the same kind. But I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just read according to the Bible the abomination of sexual perversions that we judge. It, 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 it is not exclusive to homosexuality. It's not exclusive to a man being with a man and a, and a woman being with a woman. See, I'm just trying to say, how can we help people, people? How can we help people, God's children? When we want to judge and split hairs and it's not coming from the whole Bible. That's why I gave that little backdrop. That's not the whole Bible. There are many other relationships that God says is an abomination to do when you talk about sexual perversion. That includes anyone who is near of kindred to you. When you uncover the nakedness of any relative, that includes relatives, fathers, mothers, fathers, wives, sisters, the daughter of a father, the daughter of a mother, your son, daughter, your daughter's daughters, your father's wife, daughters, your father's sister, your mother's sister, your father, brother, his wife, your father, brother, wife. Your daughter-in-law, your brother's wife, a woman and her daughter, her son's daughter and her daughter's daughter. And you can read that in Leviticus chapter 18 through 6 and 19. You know, God gave us instructions that a man is not to engage in sexual relations even with his neighbor's wife or a woman with her neighbor's husband. 
Then we want to get tight in the scripture and say, the Bible said, love thy neighbor. Well, who is thy neighbor? If you're trying to push up and pull up your skirt on somebody that's in your family, see that you're an abomination. Oh, my God. I hope I know nobody don't want to hear this. I'm just telling you what thus said the word. Read it. It's in Leviticus chapter 18. God knows it is an abomination to you even for a man or a woman to mate with any animals. The Bible says that God said that the nation that allows these abominable things to take place is defiled. Now this is the word of God. This is in Leviticus 18, 27, 28. So when we cast in these votes and we still say we Christians, I just want to know what Bible you coming from. <laughs> oh my God. Are you coming from the whole Bible or are you doing, you know, the grace and the mercy thing? That grace may abound. Now if God forbid, no, 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 no. But I'm just want to know because I be reading these posts and these people say they Christians and they say they love God, you know. So I'm just trying to understand. I'm trying to get an understanding because I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. If, if we're going to read the same Bible, if we're going to read from, from, from Genesis to Revelation. But the Bible says that the nation that allows these abominable things to take place, that even include marriages. You ain't supposed to let nobody marry their mother, their father, their sister, their brother, their sister, husband. Or they, you know, they used to give blood tests to, be, to make sure of that. But now they done took that out the land. You can get married now without a blood test. You can marry your sister, your brother, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin. It don't matter no more. But God's word declares that whosoever commits any of these abominations. See, how you going to judge homosexuality if you a hypocrite and you committing the same abomination? Well, you feel it's okay to push up on your sister man or your mama boyfriend or your, or your daddy wife or your daddy daughter. I'm just saying, people. I'm just telling you what thus said the word of God. It said, whosoever commit any of these abominations, the person who commit them shall be cut off from among their people. That's in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 29. Now, and I got to conclude and say this. Sometimes, you know, we, we, we get, we get, we get, we get real feeling. You know, touchy-feely. When we feel our family members don't embrace us and they don't show us no love, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. But see, sometimes, and I, and I promote this, we need to put our own selves under the microscope. We need to put our own self under the microscope and question our own self. Let a man, the Bible say, examine their way. Maybe you in, in, in annihilation because of your own conduct. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a sad family member if people don't want this man to come around in the family, around their brothers, their sisters, because they scared you're going to hit on them. It's a sad family.
family member, if you a female and, and your sisters or your mama and stuff don't want you to come around because they know you, you have such lewd behavior that they feel you going to hit on their man. All this stuff is an abomination. But yet we like to say we don't judge people. This is all I'm trying to get people to open their eyes to not walk in such a hypocritical walk in Christ Jesus. Now, if we gonna walk for God, then and, and if, if we gonna until we can get some stuff straightened out in our own hearts and minds and spirits, can we stop criticizing and being a hypocrite concerning others? That's all I'm saying. And then we think that we are in leadership positions to lead a nation of people. But Men don't got to where they hit on anybody that look good. And, and women don't got on anybody that look good. And you can say, girl, that's your cousin. Oh, cousin make dozens. You know, I remember people used to say that when I was coming up. What that mean? That means right there, that statement, you are operating under a spirit of abomination. Mm. Oh, I hope somebody get this information and understand it is a time for repentance. Repentance for ourselves. Repentance for this nation. We're going against the grain of God. Not against one another. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My God. My God. My God. I just want to just go ahead and say that a lot of people believe that they have the right to live ungodly lifestyles. A lot of people believe that. And they want you to leave them alone and let them do what they want to do. They don't, they'll tell some people, I don't want no preacher to tell me what's right and wrong. Some people done told me, honey, they'll tell me, well, I don't want you to tell me. I just want you to talk to me. Well, I'm talking to you, but you just don't want to hear what I'm saying. Some people would give us a separation of church and state because they do not want to live according to the commandments, the statutes of God and the laws. And that's, that's, that's all in an attempt to cast off restraint. See, a lot of people, they don't, they don't want to exercise self-restraint and self-control and I'm not speaking to a lot of people without including myself because I've also lived where I didn't have no self-restraint and self-control and some things I'm still on the potter's wheel concerning self-restraint and self-control but I ain't never want my mama man my daddy girlfriend or my my sister my auntie or my uncle my cousin you know matter of fact I don't even want nobody who's been with my best friend and I know it I don't want my neighbors. I don't want nobody. If, if you know, if if it, if I got caught up in it, and when you learn better, like my grandma used to say, you do better. You repent, and you don't go that route no more. I recently had an encounter with somebody, and they told me who their brother was. And when I find out who their brother was, I was like, oh no 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 no. You know, I could be their friend. We could talk. We we cool. We can kick it. But you know, I had to draw a line in the sand. And they don't, they don't have the same mother, but still, I, I've gotten to a spiritual awakening. That ain't cool. 
So let's pray for self-restraint and self-control, which is one of the school of the spirit. Let's pray that we don't continue to walk in a rebellion spirit. You know, a rebellion spirit, sooner or later, God said he will turn us over to a reprobated mind. And when we get to that point, we'll think what we're doing wrong is not wrong. And when you get to that point, only that when I'm telling you people that's a dangerous territory, listen to me. When you get to that point, there's no no redemption by nothing nobody can do or say but God. There's no redemption from the reprobate. So let's try to cast off uh, 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 the inability to restrain ourselves. Let's ask God to, to, to give us that power to restrain from things that we don't need to do. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray this morning for the faithful and godly people in America. Lord, and we ask that you begin to fill us, Father God. Fill us with your ungrafted, engrafted Holy Spirit. And let us begin to become beings that are persecuted, Father God, in our own spirit by the very things that we know you are not pleased with. Your word describes, Father God, our feelings. For they take over, Father God. It said, for he cried out of the feelings, Father God, the worthless and the nameless. And Lord God, I am a byword to them. Father God, help me to not harbor anything that is lewd, anything that is not pleasing in your sight. Lord, I want to refrain from my face in your sight, Father God. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want you to turn me over to a reprobated state, Father God. Lord, I want my face to be able to be in your sight. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as your word has clearly, clearly identified reasons that we fall into ungodly and immoral behaviors. Your word, Father God. Lord, let us grasp and receive the revelation and the vision to not be cast off by you, Father God. Lord, don't forsake this nation because your word uh, uh, has told us that this ungodly and liberal behavior and agendas that we, we cast lots and votes for, Father God, is okay and acceptable. We're talking about your word, God, your word. And we, we, we live by your word if we believe in you and we acknowledge your word. Lord, I ask that you have mercy on me, have mercy on us, and have mercy on America. And Lord, reestablish, reestablish us, reestablish us. Your world was able to move and function, Father God, all the way back from when I was birthed, from the 60s. We were founded on your word. Lord, reestablish us. Take us back to a time when we believed and the laws became prevalent for your word. Because your word tells us what happens when people abandon your ways. So, Lord, we just ask you, Father God, We just ask you, Father God, 
that 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 you turn things around in America today. That you forgive all of your children and especially your Christian leaders for turning our backs on the revelation and the written document of your word. Redeem your churches so we can lead America into righteousness. And forgive us, forgive us for all evil and rebelliousness. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God, blessings to you on this day. Continuous blessings flow down, down, down from heaven to meet all of your wants. I'm sorry, all of your needs and all of your good wants and all of the things your heart desires as you delight yourself in the Lord and as you continue to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper and that God will flourish from you and down through the lineage of your family. All the things, all the things according to his glory and his will that you have been predestined to receive. In Jesus' name, until the next podcast upload, you have a beautiful, blessed day, as always. Thank you for your love, your support, and hearing what did God say. Peace out.